Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1919. Realizing I'm really going to die someday by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hello and welcome to another bonus Sunday episode where I share an article from one of the other podcasts in our network that I think will add some value for you here. Today's post comes from Optimal Relationships Daily, where articles covering all types of relationships are read to you every day. So with that, let's hear this one from Greg as we optimize your life. Realizing I'm Really Going to Die Someday by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com. I was cleaning my room a couple of weeks ago, getting ready to sit down and write for my podcast, and I was standing there with my Swiffer duster in my hand, looking at all of the books on my bookshelf I had just finished dusting. I thought, someday, I'm going to die, and somebody's going to have to go through these, just like we went through Mom's. This is a thought that genuinely went through my head at 10.30 in the morning while I was making hot water for tea and tidying up my apartment. Someday, I'm going to die, and my friends and family are going to have to go through my stuff, just like I had to go through mom's. What's weird about this statement is that it just came through as a fact. There was very little emotion attached to this thought. I wasn't afraid for my life or overwhelmed by my stuff. I wasn't even really sad for my friends and family. The fact that I was going to die was just there, as a fact. And I looked at it and paused for a second, and then went on dusting and making tea and sitting down to write. Reflecting on it later, though, I was really reminded that this thought of I'm going to die someday comes up a lot for me. It comes up when I'm in an Uber and my driver brakes hard or goes past the speed limit in the Chicago snow or swerves to avoid another car. I'm going to die someday. It comes up when something really petty is happening at work and I disconnect from it to save my time and energy because, after all, there are more important things in the world. And I'm going to die someday. And it comes up when I'm least expecting it, like it did that morning when I was dusting and thinking there's going to be a day when I touch these books 
for the last time. I'm going to die someday. I never used to think like this. Before my mom died, I had very few thoughts of myself realistically dying. I didn't really wrap my head around it. Maybe it was because I was in my 20s and there's that whole I'm invincible thing going on. Maybe it was because I had only seen death at a distance, with relatives I only saw once or twice a year, and they were dead by the time I saw them. I didn't watch them die. Maybe it's because I just didn't understand. I didn't have to. But when someone you love dies, especially if you watch them die, it's no longer death is in the movies, or death happens when I'm really, really old. Death is far away. It's, holy death is here. Death is up close. Death is any time, anywhere, anybody. Death is going to happen to me too. So, if you're thinking about death a lot more now that your loved one has died, you're not crazy and you are not alone. Anyone who has lost someone, including me, will tell you that a loved one's death puts their own mortality into sharp perspective all of a sudden. Especially if within a family or friend group, you are age-wise next in line. Death opens us up to this realm of reality, notice I didn't say possibility, where all of us will experience the same outcomes as our loved ones. Not in the same way or at the same age or with the same afterlife experience, but death. Just death. I'm going to die someday. It's just there. Here's a list I compiled of some things that might go through your head after a loved one dies. Talking more about death what it will be like to die, how you will die, or how you'd like your death to go. Fear of your own death, especially if your loved one's death was sudden, you have children or other dependents, or if the person who died was around the same age as you. A new and maybe sudden appreciation of time, relationships, and day-to-day -day mundane activities. Desire to create a will, get rid of physical stuff, or deal with end-of-life matters. Questioning or rejecting of faith or religious beliefs. Or on the opposite end, a clinging to faith or religious beliefs as they relate to death and the concept of the afterlife. Pondering the purpose of or the meaning of life. If someone who meant so much to you is now gone, what will happen to you? This also ties in with the desire to leave a legacy or to find a passion. Sometimes in this pondering, you might talk about switching jobs, spending more time with family and friends, or crossing an item or two off of your bucket list. Fear of death thoughts of death and to focus on your own death are totally normal happenings after a loss. Let them come up and visit you. In wrestling with thoughts of my own mortality, I try to practice these as often as I can. Number one, have somebody in your life that you can talk about death with. Whether it's in person or online, find a human space where you can tease out your thoughts on death. If you're shut down with things like, you're so morbid, death is a part of life, so don't worry about it, or God has a plan, slash there's hope for you in the afterlife, slash Jesus Christ is my rock, etc., you might want to find somebody else to talk to. It's not that these people are afraid of you or of death, they're just not in a place to hold space for you yet. Talking about death and why we're here is a real heart conversation, so it's valuable to find a person you can share that with. Number two, know yourself well enough to know the best way to approach end-of-life planning. Also known as don't rush to write your will just because you're afraid you're going to die too. Sometimes when the people we love die, those of us who are still living race home in a frenzy and start writing up wills for ourselves. Let your emotions rest before taking your will to a lawyer, especially if you've got family drama surrounding the loss. 
end-of-life planning is best done from a non-frantic space of level-headedness, not immediately after a loss happens when emotions are running high. So when I say know yourself well enough, I mean know how much time and the distance you need from your loss in order to approach the end-of-life planning from a more focused place. This will be different for everybody. Number three, most importantly, remember that you won't and can't figure it all out. You can plan for death and even set up others' lives for after you go, but your own death, like the death of the person you lost, gets out of human control at some point. It's very much a manage-what-you-can-and-release-the-rest experience, which is really easy for me to say here, but I've struggled with this a lot in my head. It's incredibly frustrating to know that when I die, even when I have a will, things will happen that I cannot control. And as much as I want to step in and say, no, this is how it should be, I won't be able to, because I'll be dead. And some days that thought is funny to me, and some days that thought is really irritating. And some days, just like that day I was dusting my room, it'll just show up. Wow. Someday, I'm going to die, and somebody's going to have to go through all my stuff, just like we did with moms. Huh. I'm going to die someday, and so are you. You just listened to the post titled, Realizing I'm Really Going to Die Someday, by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That, my friends, is an extremely valuable episode for you. Simple and as truthful as you could possibly ask for. Coming to terms with our own mortality and going beyond that to actually embrace it is not only a lesson in not avoiding serious matters, but it allows us to reevaluate and remind ourselves of our values and whether or not we're really living them with the time that we've been allotted. Uh, Sure, it's more convenient to not think about death, but confronting death head-on 
helps us to really reflect on the truth of who we are in a way that's powerful enough to make us take a shot at some valuable changes if we deem them necessary. We are done for today, though. Thank you once again for joining me for this episode, everyone. Go now and go ponder. Uh, I will see you tomorrow with a post on dealing with difficult relatives where your optimal life awaits.